four at four. Hour number two of the drive underway here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Baird, Marcus, back with you. It's time for your top four at four, brought to you by National Law Rex. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. Today starts SEC basketball tournament play. The games that Tennessee fans need to pay attention to is Ole Miss and South Carolina. They play today at 7 p.m. on the SEC Network. Winner of that game will play Tennessee tomorrow at 3.30, where you can join us at the watch party, Jets Pizza. Yep. No show tomorrow. Programming note. And watch party. Tennessee I were to going. win Thursday. Who's who's playing tonight, Marcus, in that game? Ole Miss. Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Ole Miss. South, South Carolina. Carolina. Good golly. I'll be watching it down at the Cracker Barrel with my mama's biscuits and some cornbread. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to annihilate at uh, Jets tomorrow. I may start with a Jetsy and and then get a and then get a a Supreme to go. My dearest Abigail, you, South Carolina was really fighting. You hard. channeling your inner Beauregard Kelly there? I think so. I do little, declare, little Keith Jackson. The tournament oh, starts tonight South in Nashville. And if all goes well. Uh, tomorrow, Tennessee will be uh, facing off against Missouri on Friday. So you'll know by Friday if there's a show how well it went. Yeah, I rarely say it, but I hope there's not a show on Friday. Four-day weekend. Yeah. What do you say about that? At number two. I'm not looking forward to playing Missouri yet. Finally get a statement. Not a long one, but a statement from Alabama basketball player Brandon Miller on the shooting. Uh, he spoke publicly for the first time today since a police investigator testified on February 21st that the gun in the fatal shooting on January 15th on the Tuscaloosa Strip had been brought to the scene in Miller's car. Quote from Miller is, I never lose sight of the fact that a family lost one of their loved ones that night. This whole situation is just really heartbreaking. Respectfully, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, disrespectfully. Uh, I would say to him, on uh, on behalf of that girl's parents, uh, stick it. I don't. The he's been coached on how to handle this for a long, long time by their PR staff, which <laughs> is scary into yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to have to talk about it at some point, you know. And he obviously his college career is his his amateur career is rapidly coming to a close and. There's not much hiding from the media at the, at the next level, so they're trying to ease him into it a little bit. I'd say he probably handled it as well as, as he could have, but I don't think it changes the way people feel about it, the questions that hmm. they're going to have. Well, he's going to have to talk about it when it goes to trial. I'd imagine so. He'll be on the witness stand. So. At number three. Paul Gasol becomes the 12th Laker to have his jersey retired. For Gasol, the uh, perfect complimentary player, player to Kobe Bryant was paid the best compliment possible as his uh, jersey was retired and hung up right next to Kobe Bryant's. Well, yeah, it was what's really sad. Kobe told him, I guess when he retired, that uh, they'd retire his jersey. 
um, next to his. Got got a little bit dusty last night seeing those pictures of two of them. Felt really bad for him. That's got to be the tough, only man. one that was kind of surprised to see his number getting retired. I mean, I, uh, I feel like. It was a little bit of the Pippin effect here. He's kind of riding Kobe's coattails to stardom. Oh! Well, Brian even said one of the quotes, further talking about what Bear's saying, uh, he said, the reality is I don't win those championships without him. The city of L.A. doesn't have those two championships without him. We know that. Everybody knows that. Yeah, man, you're tired, Jersey. Paul? Uh Career, a long career, 17 points, nine rebounds per game. Pretty good. Almost a career double-double. I'm sorry. It, it's very good. I, I'm just wondering, you know, there's some, some – how many names? 14 jer- names retired? 12. 12? Whew, it's like – It's an elite Kobe, company. Magic, Wilt, Kareem. Like, it's a, some big ones up there. Worthy. Gasol. Oh, uh, I don't know. We're Man. missing one of the big ones. No, I mean, I look, yeah, Jerry West, Goodrich, you can go through all of them. But I'm just asking, like, is he – he's pretty good. Kobe felt like they wouldn't Very have won those, champion, those rings without him. Okay. Are you saying Kobe's all right? Please tell me you're not. No, I'm just – like Nick Saban, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> and finally, at number four – Tiger Woods' girlfriend asked Judge to resolve a dispute over NDA. Stealing my docket material here, Marcus. It's an outrage. Yeah. Rest of the show's going bad for you, man. I can see it happening. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, first you park in the grass. Here we go. And now you pull this. You happy, Marcus? Last time I didn't park in the grass, Barry yelled at me for that. <laughs> what do you both want from me? Is perfection like too much remember. to ask for? Would you take that tone with me, Marcus? I'm not the like... one who's in trouble with Russell right now. Don't try and deflect this onto me, buddy. Oh, go ahead. His girlfriend, uh, he made her sign an NDA. It's so romantic. It's almost they, like uh, you know, we've gone out on a couple of dates now, and uh, I'm really feeling this. You know, I feel like we've got a good personal connection here, but, uh, you know, before we get serious. My lawyers draw up a couple of papers here. If you could just sign right there, date, initial... Well, here, here's, then here's we, the then thing. we can really take this to the next level. Unlike us, nobody is willing, you know, nobody's willing to pay know, anybody we I go know, out with I know. I'd probably six figures for information about us. You ask for a prenup, you get married. If I'm Tiger freaking Woods, hell yeah. I don't think that's what you Last time, last time, I mean, he had to buy the last one in Ireland. I mean, he was doing the, you know, the hostess from the, the from Perkins. with the mostesses. 130 women, but he had to buy El- uh, Elon. Is that how you say it? Elon. Elon. No, that's not how you say it, Bear. Whatever. That, that guy owns Twitter. He had to buy his ex-wife an island. She took half. I always get half. Like Chris Rock was talking about that. Said his wife's worth as much as he is, and she isn't even funny. <laughs> that's not pretty good. funny one bit. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Marcus. Is that it? Yeah, that was that's four. four. All right. Oh, did you hear that tone there? He's like, yeah, Russell, that's four. I'm done. Big jerk. No, 
No, first of all, you know, usually when I think of docket stories, I don't think of judges. I usually think of people doing. <laughs> you you, don't, think you of, don't think of no. legal figures. Uh, I think of people doing courtroom stupid proceedings that uh, get arrested. Yeah, things that would be on a docket. I mean, I saw Hence this like name. first thing this morning. I've been waiting all day to deliver a really solid docket based around that. Now I have to resort to the stupid Joe Mixon shooting a gun story, which is okay, but really, I mean, that was gonna be my was gonna be my lead. I mean, we've already done I mean, we've done the Joe Mixon thing so many times yeah. now. I didn't it's kind tell of boring. You you to do the, he sent you the Joe Mixon story. I mean, we're gonna make some some Perkins jokes, get a little off color, yeah. talk about uh Tiger Woods is drinking drug it, problems. Yeah. Like it was, it's it going to be good. If it makes you feel better, we're going to get down in the gutter and roll like around. How, who was the first person that figured out if you took an Ambien and you did not let yourself go go to sleep that you'd trip balls? <laughs> in in my defense, mm-hmm. I only read the title. We mainly talked about Bear saying he bought. Hold on, he bought an island. We haven't really gone into the story that in depth. Yeah, but the seal's seal's broken, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you pop the cork on the champagne here, buddy. And another thing, going forward in 20... In my defense, just don't even bother. Why? I can't defend myself? Those those words coming out of you, in my defense, for some reason, makes me unnaturally angry at you. That's one of the triggers. You're always angry at me. I don't think it's... because you're always telling me, in my defense, Bear. Gentlemen, please. I don't need to hear your defense. Just accept can, responsibility. On, you messed uh, up Russell's docket. That's, that's man. enough. That's enough. That's enough. Right. Discourse, not discord. Please, gentlemen. That is the top four of four. It's brought to you by National Law Rex. 25% off all CBD products throughout the month of March. It's a fantastic deal, a fantastic opportunity. A lot of you use CBD on the reg. A lot of you have thought about doing it. You never, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is now the time? I don't know. Yes, now's the time. 25% off. You're going to save a lot, and you can have it shipped to your door if you're listening out of the listening area this afternoon. Uh, just go to nationalrx.com, find the phone number, call them up, say, hey, I heard the drive talking about 25% off throughout the month of March on CBD. I'd like to take advantage of that. I'd like to try that. And, and they'll help you find the right product for your needs. They'll fill out the forums, ship it to you, and you can experience the joys of CBD and support your friends right here at Fan Run Radio, our longest-running sponsor, National RX. We appreciate them so very much. Let's get Diablo in here. He's been hanging forever. What's up, Diablo? Hey, guys. How's your day going? Going well. How are you, sir? I am doing well. Thank you. Hey, uh, Gabriel made a great point about not hitting the panic button here uh, at the first of the season because I really do believe, you know, is uh, inter- is interscholastic sports uh, baseball, is that not the longest season in college? They play more games than anybody, right? There's no other sport that plays more games than baseball, am I right? Yeah, I, no. yeah, I think so. Huh. I think that's true. Yeah, there's no way anybody would play that many games. So I know Bear's a baseball fan, so I know he recognizes and understands baseball excellence. Uh, being a Yankees fan. So tell me, you know, I, I'm not really concerned about where the baseball program's at last night, but for us that are not baseball geniuses, the base running errors, especially last night, does that fall on the players or the or the base coaches? Like when they – got to tell you, the, the camera work last night was less than stellar. 
so it was hard to see crucial, crucial plays or critical replays. So let's talk about the kid that didn't tag, got thrown out by five feet at home plate. What happened there? On the the, you talk about in the was the ninth inning when we tried yeah. the the fly ball. Yes, sir. When, I mean, I thought we, he was uh, out. I don't think he even touched the plate. I, I just think it was a it was a gamble. It was a good play. It was a good throw. And like Tony, I, I was just listening to him talk about it, and he, he I didn't even think about this, but I mean, think about the rotten luck there. They are playing a five man infield right there, trying not to because it's it's you score a run, it's over. And so they've got two outfielders, and I I believe it was Jared Dickey hit that ball. And, I mean, what are the chances that you hit a fly ball to a two-man outfield and it doesn't drop? Or, at the very least, you don't hit it to a spot where the outfielder is running at an angle such that he can't get any kind of a decent throw back in time to nail the runner at the plate. I mean, it's it's unfortunate and. They should have won the game, but dang it, man. How many times are you going to have a leadoff triple and tied game like that? And, uh, well, I guess it wasn't a leadoff. Uh, Moore had hit the home run. But how many times are you going to have a tied game, bottom of the ninth inning, runner on third, nobody out, and not get that run home and win the game? Somehow, somewhere. Hey, Russell, hey, guys, let me ask you this. This is just a general question. Do you think Bunning is becoming a lost art in the sport? Oh, yeah. I don't think it's becoming. I think it has become. I mean, this is not – Tennessee hasn't been able to bunt. This was a problem last year. They they could not lay down a bunt and haven't been able to do it again this year. And I, I don't know – I don't watch enough college baseball to know if this is a rampant situation in the game. But, yeah, it's it's an issue. Hey, who does Marcus like tonight in the ball games? I like Marcus one eighty. I want to go opposite of what he's doing. So who's he oh, like tonight? Almost Straight wow, up. rude. That's I don't bet on basketball. <laughs> Not worth my time or my money. Um, but if I were to pick a couple of the games, Marcus, I, I'm just gigging you. I'm I'd just probably gigging pick, you too. I'll be honest with you. I think Old Miss has a better shot. We, I want South Carolina to win, but I think Old Miss will probably pull that one out. And LSU's just – they're in the toilet. So, I, I, I'd i go Georgia, personally. Okay. So Georgia. So you like Georgia and Ole Miss. All right. Uh, hey, guys, we were talking the other day about coaching changes. You all think that Chris Beard is really a serious and viable candidate for Ole Miss. They've, do you anticipate what, – what do you all think uh, – do you think there's going to be any other openings in the SEC by the end of the year? I don't know. We hadn't even really talked about that, but Chris Beard is, yeah. I mean, according to, I mean, it looks like all the rumors coming out of Oxford are is he's met with him several times. I'd be stunned if he's not their next head coach. Another name that got linked to that, I think I sent it to you guys in the group. I don't. I'd need to go back and look and see who tweeted out, but that was the same person that was talking about that. Will Wade. I saw that McNeese well, State. That, yeah, that was my very next question. So where is Will Wade at right now? Um, his couch. Is he, is he coaching anywhere? Is he, or is, is he no. a show cause victim? What's what's his status? That's a good question. Probably Surely he gets a show cause. Eating bugles and cupcakes and listening to or watching basketball. Because the LSU thing hasn't been adjudicated. That, yeah, that's still hung up in NCAA <laughs> wasteland. The man's beat the FBI more than John Dillinger. You got to give him some credit. He didn't beat him so much as he just 
they didn't charge him, and he refused to talk to anybody. But FBI's FBI's got him. They've got him on tape. Yeah, I don't. You'd think a wiretap would be pretty incriminating evidence, but he's been able to skirt that for the longest time. See, the problem um, the problem for them with Will Wade is is I think that had he been the only one, I think they would have already rolled him up and just thrown him out in the garbage. The problem was is was that Bill Self also got rolled up in it. And you see how far that went. They're not going to touch the Blue Bloods. No. No, not much. Certainly doesn't appear that way. Thanks. Fellas, like I said, thank you for letting me call in. Keep up the great work. I'll listen in and have a good show. Thanks, Diablo. Appreciate you, my friend. 865-546-8255. 865-546-8200, your number if uh, you want to get on the show this afternoon, 546-8200. Bill on Twitter says, base running is hideous, and if Ahuna hit 385 last year, then the Big 12 pitching sucks out loud. Cool. He has looked overmatched at the plate by mid-major pitching. That's, 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 that's what I'm talking about. I mean, people should, you know. Read back to yourself before you push send. Tweet. Well, I, th- I think 385 in the Big 12, I, I never expected to hit him to hit that here. Like, if if we got a 300 hitter that's good in, this in the SEC, yeah, that's fantastic, and that's a huge step back. He's still working his way in. I got to think he's going to come around. I, th- I got to think. Booker's the one that – that's the one that really bothers me, man, because it's it's his third year. He's waited his, his turn – and he could have gone, he could have bolted and, and found a place to play. I just felt like he knew coming into the season that his time is now, and I th- think he was pressing a little bit earlier. And uh, I sat behind his parents at that game Friday night. Okay. And, uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, they were his dad, uh, um, Kevin, played in the Cubs. He was drafted by the Cubs. I think he's originally from Memphis. He played in the Cubs system for a while. Really nice folks. And, like, it was so cool because he'd been in that slump and he slaps a double down the left field, down the third baseline in that game I was at. And then I think the next game he came back and smashed a home run, just absolutely drilled it over the scoreboard. Smashed! And you're thinking, okay, like, here we go. And and Tony's talked about, like, he's got as much natural talent as anybody. He can hit it a country mile. He's blazing fast. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. It felt like yesterday was a major step back. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what you do there right now. I think Vitello probably felt the same way. It's like, okay, Booker's finally getting it going. So I got Merritt in right. I'll put Kyle in, in center and Dickey in left, or we can flip-flop them. You know, Dickey can DH, and we'll put somebody else, you know, a defensive player out there, whatever. We've got some options. But now I feel like it's kind of back to the drawing board. Is, is Dylan Dryling ready? It doesn't like, – I don't think so. Like, he's good. All the potential in the world, but I don't think he's ready, ready to, to go up there and tear through it. SEC pitching. Yeah. So do you let Booker work through it? Do you put Christian Scott out there and just have a hole in the lineup, but you know you got a really solid fielder out there? Do you let – Dryling work through things and hope that he 
peaks at the end of the season the way Burt did last year. I, I think you go with your best fielder. I mean, I granted, I, I didn't watch the beginning of the game. Didn't they have they had some massive screw up where they couldn't figure out who had the ball and it dropped. Yeah, I'd go with my best fielder. Christian's played a lot of baseball here. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. In, in big time games, big time series, big time moments, he's in the plate and in the field, man. Didn't he make that circus catch against Vanderbilt last year? Wasn't that him? He's made. He's he's a good fielder. He's a good fielder for sure. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Listen, folks, we are not pressing the panic button on this baseball team. That is not happening. It's it's fair. The the no. the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The standard is so high right now in baseball, and that's good. That when you lose a game to just about anybody, it's disappointing, and you question, and oh man, I wish we had done this different. That that that's fine, but long term, look. Team's going to be fine. We're going to be in the NCAA tournament. We just got to get to where we're hosting that regional. Like that That's the goal here. We've already won the league in the, in the tournament. It's a tough league. We might not win it this year. But as long as we're hosting that regional, the chance to host super regional, like that's that's the goal. That's Peaking goal. at the right time. We're not going to win 50 games again and just run roughshod through the – probably not going to lead the nation in hitting and home runs this year. But I think they are still leading in ERA. Pitching will carry you a long way. Quick timeout. More of your phone calls coming up. The drive continues on Fan Run Radio. Remember how deranged he used to look when he was singing? Probably all the drugs, I guess, huh? They do a lot of drugs. Pearl Jam? sure. I just assume. Smashed! Think about it. Almost all those guys dabbled in heroin at some point. Really? Uh, some of those uh, Seattle groups. Well, I always thought that was from? more of an Alice in Chains thing. Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots. Seven rocks. I mean, all of them, dude. Pretty sure Chris Cornell may have had a run with it. Maybe yeah, not. I'm not yeah. sure about him. Yeah, Soundgarden, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They were kind of dark. They, they, they had a dark side to it, for sure. Who was your favorite out of all those? Probably Pearl Jam. Was a really? Big Pearl, oh, yeah, big Pearl Jam guy. The problem is their their catalog is, is so small because of you know Kurt's problems, but you go back and every once in a while you do a deep dive on Nirvana and remember – they started it all. They, they there started it all. Been and, any and of those other bands without them? How damn good they were for that brief period of yeah. time. Let's go down to Georgia. Jason, first time caller on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. What's up, Jason? What say, W? Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> Sorry, that was my best Philly impression. Pretty good. Um, Better than most. Well, hey, do it. Okay. How you, Baron Marcus, doing? Okay, there you go. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> doing all right. Thanks. Um, Hey, just an attempt. Hey, listen on on the baseball uh, front. I'm I'm with Bear on this. We, 
like we've turned over every position. It's a young team, but listen, reading Tony's quotes from last night when he said, when the game starts, what's in your chest? Do you want to win? And I think these guys have, have kind of – they're in the shadow last year's team, and they will be for yeah. a while until they develop their own identity. But I just – look, there's talent all over the conference, right? There's talent all over the country, but Vitello recruits a certain type of kid. He's looking for kids who hate losing more than they like winning, and that's who he goes after. And like, like he's recruiting some kids down here where I live, and that's exactly who those kids are. They're they're gym rats. Uh, they work hard, work ethic. Out, you know, they have a passion for what they do. They're teachable. They have good work ethic, and but they hate losing. And I think what 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 he's challenging these these young men to do now is to come out from that shadow. He's given them permission to be themselves, create and establish their own identity. But he's trying to pull that dog out of them, and uh, you know we're going to be fine. Now we're not going to go fifty-two and nine. We're going to lose a couple series here and there, but you know take that old Bobby Cox adage and just win the series. You know you're going to lose some games here and there, but like if we can just focus on winning every series, I mean we'll be in the catbird seat. Yeah, and. You know, talk about the the heart or want to of this team, whatever you want to call it. Think about last year's team. You're you're replacing Drew Gilbert, who is you know just cursing out everybody. Jordan Beck, who's flipping dudes off on the field. I mean, that amount of swagger. You can't step in and do that stuff until you've produced. And I don't know that you should step in and do that stuff anyway, even if you have produced. But you've got all these guys who are trying to make a name for themselves at this level and that takes some time like it yeah. took those guys time to to build up their reputations and I, I think it'll come uh, and you just gotta you gotta keep getting quality reps and 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 winning games I, I think it's good to have Missouri as the first SEC um, opponent assuming that they are not great I don't I don't know for sure but hopefully that's a series you can win on the road and get some confidence because I, I think everybody had a ton of confidence. It's weird. Like after those first two games, nobody's panicking, but it's like, oh man, maybe we're not as good and it's going to take, take a while. Then you go on whatever it was, a nine game win streak that they had. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, we're back. It's going to be awesome. You lose one game by one run. And now everybody's asking questions again. And it's just a long season, man. You got to, you got to roll with, with the ups and downs and just, like we said last segment, hope you're peaking at the right time, which is not right now. Absolutely, no, no, no. Well, and and one thing that that Vitello does very well is he. Uh, you said about Berg last segment was he brings guys along, and he gets guys reps late in games and blowout games early in the year. He gets guys at bats. He gets them in the field. You know, like like he gets them some experience. Um, where they can come right in and fill in, say somebody goes down, you know, it's not going to be that big of a gap. Whereas, you know, we have a point guard who goes down and the season's over. So, 
Well, and I, I think part of the, you know, what's in your heart and how much do you want it comments that he made, I, I, I think he's talking specifically to some of these outfielders. And I think he's thinking, yeah. man, s- somebody win this job. Like, we're right. t- over 10 games in here. I'm giving everybody ample opportunities. You've all started games, and nobody will just take the job and, and right. nail it down. And well, I it's, think, it's Booker's to lose, and, yeah. and he's, he's yeah. losing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say it because, man, he's uber talented. But, man, I would just like to see him be more consistent. Well, and, and Christian Scott has every opportunity to win one of those jobs. He's been here for a yeah. very long time. And the freshman – um, you know, Dryling is is obviously the best of those guys, but Hunter Inslee's played a lot too. Like they've they've started games. Like if if they go yeah. out there and put together a couple of two for fours or or three yeah. hit games, then then they could stake well, their claim he, too. Yeah, he's not afraid to run some freshmen out there. They're talented kids. They're they're obviously great athletes. They're good baseball players. Uh, they want it. They work hard, and you know. Some of those, like those kids, ain't coming here to sit the bench. They they, they want to get out there. I mean, at that level, they're they're good enough to be out there. And if those upperclassmen don't don't seize their opportunity, they're going to find themselves on the outs. So, anyway, we're going to be fine. Baseball, it just it's a long season, so everybody just you know buckle in. It might get a little bumpy, but to CG and Bears point earlier, you know, Ole Miss won the whole thing, and they started out, you know. Uh, like four and ten last year, so we're going to be all right. Hey, appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate the phone call. Rusty is next on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Hello, Rusty. Hey, fellas. Uh, I'm sure you're up against it, so I'll try to be really quick. And that's not my forte. Um, want to talk about the lineup, but first, just wanted to, the, the 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 caller Diablo. He he was right, and he I think he didn't really explain exactly what he was talking about. On that sack fly um, in the ninth that would have won the ball game where we got thrown out the plate, and they actually relayed it to the third baseman, and you got thrown on a sack fly not directly from the outfielder to the plate, but actually it was a relay. And it was because Payne, when the ball was hit, he broke for home and then had to run back yeah. and tag the base because it was caught. And he didn't actually get back to the bag till actually after the guy was already in his windup throwing to the third baseman. Had he just stopped on the bag as soon as the ball was hit and then waited like you're supposed to on a sack fly, he would have scored easily, so it, that was the base running area. Was was he, his initial break was home, and then had to double back, tag up, totally totally blew up any chance of him scoring. Um, and you guys brought up bunting being an issue. Well, lo and behold, in the eighth, we had a runner on third with an out, and we laid down a beautiful sacrifice bunt. And uh, Merritt, who's playing really well, Merritt stood there and didn't break for home when a perfect sacrifice was was dropped down the first baseline, which is something Boston College scored on earlier, the exact same play except their guy on third base went home like you're supposed to. Those mental things I think might be what Tony's talking about more than other things. It's not just your emotions and being fired up and being swaggerish and and and, and tough and, and verb you know, verbose and all those things. It's it's being locked in and focused on all the little details like knowing exactly to tag up or to break or to make sure you call each other off and somebody takes a pop-up in between the right fielder and second base that leads to a run. Um, it's those things that I think Tony might be pointing out. You might, I might be wrong, but I feel like that's what he's worried about. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's they work on it. 
You know, it's it's not like of course, of course, it's not like they haven't been told what to. And it's hard to do too, man. Like judging fly balls. Of course, when we you, all have brain farts. Yeah, when when you're running, it's it, it's hard to do, but um, it's it it's frustrating when you lose a game by by one run in extra innings. Like if if they had beat you eight to four and you had a couple of blunders, it's whatever. But when you feel like you really should have, that felt like the Vanderbilt basketball game, right? Where if Phillips just dunks that ball, Tennessee wins. And, you right. know, it, it, his free throws. Yeah, Tennessee had Randy. ample opportunity to win that game in the bottom of the ninth, and and really let. Yeah, it, we, we, it felt like we left at least four runs on the board because we had runners on third, like four or five different times with less than two outs, and just a ground ball or a, a medium fly ball or a sacrifice bunt gets us more runs, and then we gave them one with the pop up. This team's going to be fine. Previous callers dead on the money. You guys are right. This team's going to be just fine. I'll. All that really matters is getting in the tournament. Ole Miss had to go play in Miami start the postseason last year. I mean, it'd be great to be a number one through eight seed. Give me the eight seed and we'll be just fine. But you can also go on the road. Just make the dance. That's really all that matters in baseball. Ole Miss has proven it and Mississippi State proved it the year before. Um, the lineup thing. So, we know who our infield is. We know who our catchers are. Um, the real question is, you got four positions because you got a DH and three outfielders. Dickey and Merritt are going to play every day. So then it's really down. And, and I think Dickey's going to be DH more times than not. So you're going to have Merritt in right, and then it's going to be who's in center and left on most days. Because I, I think they're realizing Dickey's probably not the best outfielder option. So I'm thinking Booker and Dryling. Dryling's batting 375 and on base at 474, and he's not getting bats enough. The more bats he gets, the better he's going to get, and he's already batting 374 with an OB with an on base of 475, or I think that, yeah, that's what it is. So, and Booker, he was great last weekend. He had a bad night last night, but two of his bats, he forced nine pitches in one and 13 in another because he kept fouling, he kept fighting, and 0 for four looks awful. Striking out four times looks awful, but he did put up good at bats last night. He battled his rear end off at the plate. And I think he's going to keep doing okay. My thoughts are it's got to be Booker, Dryling, Merritt, and Dickey for those four positions. And then I guess some days you're going to play – is it Ansley? 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 Yes. If it's a left-handed pitcher and you want to get Booker or Dryling out and have a righty batting off a lefty. That, but if it's a right-handed pitcher, I, I, I think that's got to be your guys. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. He's got some options, but, you know, it's go time and – it's time for somebody to step up and win those jobs. Yeah, I I just don't want people to I want people to like stay behind Booker because I, I I think he's putting good swings up and and what we saw last weekend wasn't an aberration. He's gonna he's gonna continue to to put the ball in play. And as far as Ahuna not batting four hundred or whatever it was he did at Kansas three ninety eight, every ball he's hitting right now he's squaring up. He hit three Adam balls last night and got it. He's gonna he's just fine. His swing is just fine. Baseball, you fail seven out of ten times, and if you do that, you're elite. We'll be just fine with this lineup. Good stuff, uh, Rusty. Appreciate it, my friend. Love you, boys. Love you too, brother. 865-546-8200. Feel the love on a Wednesday afternoon edition of the show. Tony Vitello scheduled to join us here in 50 minutes. It's going to be great. Great. It's going to be epic. 
as always. We're looking forward to that. Mm. Great. If you want to jump in, 865-546-8200. Let's take a a quick break. And uh, do we have anything going on on the internet today, Marcus? Got a few things. We'll let Marcus enlighten us when we continue. Stay tuned. It's The Drive. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Time for Today on the Internet. What's going on on the interwebs, Marcus Young? I'm glad you asked. Uh, We have Clippers owner Steve Ballmer in the news. Is that the guy who got... No, that was Sterling. This is the new... This is the new guy. Okay, yeah, he's not bad. He's uh, very excited. Obviously, uh, Intuit Dome, which is going to be their new stadium, uh, that should be open prior to the start of the 2024-2025 season, is very excited about one thing in this stadium. I'm going to pull a rush. You want to take a guess at what thing? In one this? thing in the new Clippers arena. That got, has got him so excited. Oh, man, I, I saw something about this arena months ago. I know there's something interesting that makes it stand out like a good hot italian sandwich stand that's not what he's excited about uh he's excited about toilets toilets as he pretty much is fired up yelling toilets they got toilets when they were they, interviewing outside what they have before that <laughs> the they're houses they're gonna have 1160 toilets and urinals three times the nba average he said he says he doesn't want people waiting around. I don't know if I get around. fired up about it, but that is, if I were a fan of the and had like season ticket it, it's holder, it's very important to have enough facilities. You don't want to stand in that bathroom with no, forty other men. It's the worst. I mean, it's awful. You want to keep keep things moving. It's what if the women's is like? It kind of gave me not really smashed feel because it wasn't as angry. Smashed, but just like yelling toilets. Like I listened to it. It's just like really that's. To me, if you're going to start talking about something that's really going to drive people to come to your stadium, that's not my first exclamation, I would say. No, no. Why do they need a new arena? They don't want to share a Staples Center with the Lakers? Probably Sorry, tired crypto. of paying rent. Uh, whatever. It's a Staples Center. I'm uh, still pissed they don't play at the Forum. How long's that been? Like 30 years. <laughs> Uh, sec- this is a palace. Second one I got for you, uh, which is also a, a, a NBA one. Joe Mazzula, the Celtics head coach, mm-hmm. uh, has a bit of a weird sleeping ritual that was discovered. Okay. Sleeps with his mouth taped shut. That is really weird. He doesn't want animals crawling in, bugs and stuff. I, I Is that what it is? So Does he sleep with one eye open ripping his pillow tight well what happens if your nasal passages swell up i guess you for die. some reason you'd suffocate i mean i guess you'd probably wake up and yank the tape off <laughs> yeah i think that's what you would probably I do i'm having trouble breathing oh well i guess i'll just i die. really can't throw stones because i do that thing i mean i've told you about it i sleep with like one of my eyes stays open sometimes most of the time when i'm asleep that's really weird like halfway open See, I feel like once you're in that REM cycle, like, do you think you would just not realize it? Do you just get your mouth taped shut? You would just kind of be so deep into. Why does he do it? That's what I'm trying to find out. Uh, So a lot of people, listen, I'm 
You couldn't find I this out I am listening. The, I want to know. Like, tell me. You've the already had all day to prepare for half this, Marcus. The, story, Marcus. the first half of the article is just talking about him as a basketball coach before they finally got into it. Uh, yes, it's called reading the entire article. You're, you're up. I've been very yeah, busy, ahead, Russell. I've been, I'm, or, not I'm Russell. Russell. He's there. Whoever you are. Smashed! I feel smashed. They don't. They don't really give like there's you no quotes from him. You want to just yeah, we'll give you an exit stage left here, yeah, buddy. All right. Sure. Okay, yeah, coach tapes his mouth shut. And I just thought I'd you know well yeah that's I don't my main point of this bringing this one up was because I was curious to to see if you guys had any kind of really weird not but yeah the two sl- of us he, he just yeah. told you he sleeps with one eye open. Yeah, not, not, not I'm a very talented. light sleeper. I got to have my fans on, pillow between my knees. Got to be cool. Didn't we have we had a listener that would? That's you want to hear a funny story though. When I was in the hospital, I, I guess when I was super sedated for a few days, uh, like they kept. I guess it made the nurses nervous, but they kept my eye that stayed. It's my left eye, and they I would. It was taped shut. Until yeah. I was like fully awake. That's would it creep you out if you walked in somebody's room and they were just staring at you? I was staring <laughs> back at you like this. Yes. Just looking at you, Russell. Look, yeah. Look at me. Uh, I do have one more. It's an alligator story. I thought you might. I've read this one. Okay. So an alligator that was allegedly taken from a Texas zoo as an egg or hatchling uh, returned 20 years later. How do they know it's the same egg? Well, that's why the article says allegedly, because I don't know if you can really tell. I feel like this is somebody that just picked up a pet alligator and decided to. Well, a nearly eight-foot alligator that was taken from the Texas Zoo nearly 20 years ago as an egg or hatchling has been returned to the facility after it was spotted living illegally in the backyard of a home in Austin. Oh, so it wasn't returned. Well, it's been brought back, yes. It's been returned to the zoo. They found the guy that... That stole it. It didn't make its way back to the zoo. It wasn't like hitchhiking down the road. They, what you do? Just keep that thing on like a like a chain and a collar out in the backyard, like one of those big metal metal spears. It's like ten feet into the ground. I mean, like how would you? I mean, how does? I mean, an alligator in your backyard doesn't seem safe. Did you see the 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 old lady who got eaten by the alligator, or like pulled into the water by the alligator last yeah. week down in Florida? And there was a there was a department of like Florida wildlife and stuff that basically said, you know, what do you you can't be eighty five years old that infirm and walking with a small dog in South Florida along a water? No, that, yeah, that was that was not smart. It's just like asking, terrible way to go though. She's like oh, eighty horrible, years old, horrible. walking her little dog on the side of a pond. Big gator comes up. It first went after the dog. She tried to, like, yank the dog away. Then it, like, got a hold of her and just pulled her in. Yeah. You know what they do? They drown you and stick you up underneath stuff. They stick you underneath stuff? Yeah, like, I don't think – it's my understanding alligators don't – they prefer meat that's not fresh. So they want you to, like, rot, and then they'll eat you later? a little bit, yeah. I think that's what I learned at one point. It's a little macabre. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Marcus. That's today on the internet. Disturbing. Took a dark turn. Is it always can here on the Speaking drive? Speaking of disturbing, TJ, the Kentucky fan, is up next. Good afternoon, TJ. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. What's up, man? What's going on? 
speaking of disturbing, Wednesday night for the SEC tournament is always the best and funniest basketball. That's sarcasm. It's always the worst games, but I'm so intrigued to see it. You Kentucky uh, fans love the. This fascinates me. Like Kentucky fans will watch every game of the oh, SEC yeah. tournament. Oh, this is, this is their. This is what they consider to be their. You know, their invitational, their little party they have. They used to call it Catlanta, but y- y'all don't take over Nashville the way you did Atlanta back in the day, right? Uh, we'll see. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Actually. This is, if you think about it, we probably will because this is the first Nashville SEC tournament that fans are allowed to be at. What? Because the last one was either canceled with COVID or during COVID and no fans were allowed. No, it was, it was during, it was 2020. That's when uh, Trey was on our show and he was, we had him, Russell had him on, uh, on, you know, reporting live. Yeah, I remember from that. Nashville. That was canceled right before it started, but they've had the tournament there well, numerous times the first before. Day. Have they? Yeah, oh. had the tournament in Nashville a lot. Well, I don't know. I can't remember yeah. what I had for lunch two hours ago. No, yeah, they have, but I'm saying this is the first time in like three since years since then. So yeah, they, okay. So we'll, see. well, it it depends um, on how far you guys go, right? I mean, if if and who else is there? Like, if Tennessee is on the other side of that bracket, then. It'll be a madhouse in there on Sunday, but if Kentucky makes it at the championship game, and I think you guys are playing pretty well, you have an opportunity to do that, and you're playing Missouri or like even Alabama. I, I do think a lot of it'll be a, a lot of blue in there. Oh sure, and, and I bear you are right because I remember a few years ago being a father, um, the two year old at Disney who was snatched out of his father's arms by the Gator. They they recovered his body under logs. So that's yeah, I don't want to get into right. Yeah. That's um, what they do. So let me ask you a question. What do you think about this Chris Beard situation? Is this a smart move by Ole Miss? Yes. Or is this Hell a... yes. And you're just upset okay. that you guys, it, he, he saved his You would have been perfectly happy. Like, let's say Calipari hadn't pulled together and they blew him out and Chris Beard fell in your all's lap. You guys would have been happy with him. Bear, I do not condone hitting women. So, no, I would not. All charges yeah, were dropped, what, What's wrong, Bear? Are you pro-woman beating? No, I'm just saying that you may be sick. all charges, all charges were dropped. dropped. But he still did it. You don't know that. <laughs> I mean, you don't, literally. I mean, you don't know that. I could go out here and get a DUI and hit somebody and the charges be dropped, then I can say, oh, I didn't do it, but I 100% still did it. That's a little bit different. He, he hit a woman. He probably behaved there's, very poorly. He, he probably did, but there's nobody knows what happened. All we know is the charges were dropped. She refused to cooperate. She claims that. I don't know. TJ's kind of talking me into it. It feels like a bad move by by Ole Miss hiring uh, a a very likely wife. Like that's ever. I don't know about that. Well, you could say the same thing for Alabama's coach. But anyways, um, it looks like uh, he beat his wife too. Looks like Boheim's out of here. Uh, did you? uh, (laughs) You're such a good press conference. (laughs) Jim Boheim. Yeah, I saw that. It. That, oh no, it's Boheim. Why is it Boheim? It's Bo time, Bojangles. Jim Boheim. Like making, 
I just like making fun of him. This is the same coach that peed on his leg two years ago on the sidelines. Well, he had cancer, man. Come on now. What he's the got, hell, dude? He's like he's wearing a diaper years over old. there. Oh, you're going to frown on that but not hitting women? <laughs> Don't twist what I'm saying around, dude. <laughs> I, I'll frown on both. You guys are both. You guys are both uh, just shameful. Just shameful, both of you. To your respective corners, Barrett TJ, disgraceful. I'm going to go to my corner. It's an outrage. Smack him again. Smash! Stay with us. The drive continues. Hour number three coming up.